this NFL Week 8 recap and Week 10 look-ahead lines on the Sports Gambling Podcast on the NFL Gambling Podcast, too, is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is just added pick em scorchers where you can win 100 times what you put in, plus every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched on their new YouTube channel. Celebrate. uh, They're giving away MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all details today. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it, yeah. Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Monday, October the 30th, which means we are recapping week eight, and it's another misery Monday for J Mark and myself because our teams, well, we suck again. Shocker. Uh, J Mark, uh, well, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac. And uh, if you're wondering who uh, is coming into the stream right now, uh, his name is J Mark. Football, a.k.a. old-fashioned football. And he's here every Monday with myself on the NFL Gambling Podcast, recapping the action, and we do the Wednesday morning pick show. J-Mark, tough one for you last night, and tough one for our teams once again. Yeah, no, I and I had that little bit of hope. It's like, man, special agent pageant looked good, but we also kind of talked about it happens all the time, right? The, the backup quarterback comes in his first start, looks really good. They win the game. They rally behind that. And then the next week, the whole team looks flat. I was worried about that. And that's exactly what happened. So as disappointed as I was, I I couldn't be surprised. I I, I just kind of knew or had a feeling that that's how it was going to go. And when you're uh, a part of two loser franchises like ourselves, what, when do we ever (laughs) expect back-to-back wins? It's like, you're happy to get one every three, three weeks. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll dive into the, the other game I've been talking about. Everybody that follows me at Moneyline underscore Mac knows I had plenty to say about that game in D.C. yesterday. Uh, th- this episode is going to be a little unique just because the trade deadline looms tomorrow. Four o'clock Eastern is the deadline. So make sure you get over there and uh, follow Shefty, I guess, because you know he'll somehow get every single little bomb that, that breaks before it does. But um, So we'll, we'll do a little bit of buy or sell. Um, on what these teams are. There's so many goddamn teams that are what three and four, three and five, four and four that are kind of in the in, in a crossroads where uh, should they buy? Should they sell? Do they really have a chance to do anything if they make it to the playoffs? I mean, so I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on each and every one of these teams, but let's go to Thursday night real quick, Jay Mark, um, where the Buffalo Bills were able to get back in the win column, get back to five and three, controlled the game. Uh, if you had the Bucks, a little a little backdoor cover here was open. And you know it was crazy. So they backdoored it on multiple fourth down conversions, including a couple questionable ticky tack calls. 
Um, but they were able to get the ball back down six. And I, I thought that Hail Mary actually almost got complete. If uh, the receiver just turned around and put his hands up, I think he might have been able to catch it. What was your takeaway from this game? I know it feels like 10 years ago after, <laughs> for what, 14 uh, games. I, I don't know why we don't have a bye in week eight. I still don't understand that. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I don't understand it either. And I had the niece and nephew this weekend, so it definitely feels like it was years and years ago since this game. <laughs> um, man, they wear me out. But uh, yeah, what the fuck is Chris Godwin doing? Like, it looked like he's playing Your defense <laughs> rather than turning around and looking for the ball. They should have won that game on that. The Bills, they started off looking impressive, but they didn't finish looking impressive. Um, this Bucks team does still have some fight. Baker looked terrible for a while. And then he finally got it together. He was panicking. He was making bad throws. Um, and I just thought, well, I guess Baker's gone. But kind of looked like he was turning around. I thought it was going to uh, be all right. I also don't know why do they go for two when they're down. The extra point would have made them down by a just a touchdown. Why Seven. go for two? So, that, so that's the new analytics uh, that, that says you should go for two because they say – you have a better than 50% chance of going for two or converting a two-point conversion. So they're saying if you get two cracks at it, you're going to at least get one. But if you can make the first one, then all you need is an extra point to win the game. I okay. See, and, and, and this happened with the Skins and Falcons a couple weeks ago. I think that, like the analytics, I get what the analytics are saying, but there also should be analytics that uh, – differentiate if you have a franchise quarterback because getting two yards with the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and those kind of guys is a lot easier than if you have a Sam Howe or Agent Bajan or, or Baker Mayfield. Like I, I, I think that that's got to be a conversation and context matters. Would you agree with that in terms of the analytics can kind of, I don't know, they, they can talk to you in any kind of way if you look at them long enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, and just knowing the strengths of your team, too. Like, yes, I don't know. There's so many times we see a team and maybe they have a big quarterback. Well, the Bears have done it. They have a big quarterback in Justin Fields, and on fourth and short, they would line up and shotgun. Maybe the analytics say that's the best play, but why are you doing that? Like, he's a oh, big quarterback. God. Have him line up under center and sneak it. And I agree with Trevor here. Over missing was brutal. And, uh, yeah, coaching questionable all across the league, it seemed like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coaching, I got plenty to say about some coaching, but – and it wasn't just my team. I mean, there's some of these so, – some of these coaches, man, they just – it's like they haven't coached football before at times where they get so caught up in that computer and what those numbers are telling them to do that they kind of forget context and game flow, and it's just puzzling, so – uh, let's let, let's wrap up this game from here. Buffalo five and three. Like I said, they uh, got a big one next Sunday night. They go to Cincinnati. Obviously, everybody knows the history of that team or those two teams linking up the Demar Hamlin game last year, the playoff game. Uh, from here, those Tampa Bay Buccaneers go down to Tampa Bay, which is going to be an interesting game. Both teams coming off a loss, so looking forward to previewing that one. But let's go over to Big D. Um, were you on? Were you on Dallas or LA with me? I can't remember. I said I thought the Cowboys were going to cover this, but I was taking my heart play and going with the yeah. Rams. I wanted them to win this game so badly because fuck Dallas. But man, what a routing! I didn't expect it to be a route like this. 
yeah, you know what? I, I I took Dallas, and you know I like taking the teams that I hate because if it, if they cover, then I make money. If they lose, I go good. <laughs> fuck you, Dallas. You suck. Right. Uh, but anyway, they they just beat up on bad average teams, especially bad average teams that have bad offensive lines. I mean, they lived in the backfield. Uh, but the main the main headline out of this game is Stafford's going to miss some times. He, he's I think he's going to be out four weeks. Is that what you're hearing as well? Yeah, I haven't heard an official timeline, but that's kind of what it sounded like. And that is exactly what we talked about when we. Pre- I think we had the NFC West preview where the the Rams are are talented up top, but because of the way that they have just co- completely not uh, gone about the draft, like they just trade all their picks. And and for for all these current players that are in their prime, they don't have the depth that these teams have on the back end yeah. of their roster, and that's why the season got away from them last year when Donald got hurt, when Cup got hurt, when uh, when Stafford got hurt, and now Stafford's hurt. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we're going to be in fade Rams territory till uh, till Stafford comes back because I'm not back and ripping. I, I love this father. His father, you know, he's got a Lombardi <laughs> for the skins, but I, his son's not as good as the old man. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a team you definitely think is probably going to make some calls, see who they think could come in, um, somebody that maybe have experience with McVay's playbook and can come in and kind of manage it because I agree, Ribbon's not not going to do much for them. And it's unfortunate because they have a good team. I mean, they have players like Donald, like Cup, like the rookie Puka Nakua. Um, shot. I mean, credit to the Cowboys, though, for kind of limiting those two cup and and puka they they did not have the day i thought they would have and uh against a cowboys defense that is struggling with its own injuries but they managed to stop them so shout out to them i guess i don't like it but you know <laughs> they so so the cowboys are interesting and you know i always i always bash these front runners because they do enough to tickle you and say oh are the cowboys back i i've seen it all morning long you, you got the fs1 espn you know those those uh the snorkeler uh channels that they don't deep dive like we do on the NFL gambling podcast, but Dallas doesn't do well when you punch them back. Like, like they got to go to Philly on Sunday and that's going to be the real test because last time they played somebody with a little bit of shit to them, San Francisco just punched them right in the mouth and Dallas folded up like a soft lawn chair. Like they seem to always do in these big games. So I don't know. Do you have an early lean in that game? I know we won't preview that because it's a late afternoon game. I, I mean, you got to kind of feel like Philly with the home crowd, but but Dak weirdly plays Philly well. He's like 10-2, and two, I think, career against Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm all over Philly on that one. I just feel like the Cowboys are a team that they, they're not going to show up this year against good teams, So, um, and Philly is a good team, so I'm going to take Philly in that. Okay. Yep, I'm I'm undecided. I, can I root for nobody? That's who I hope wins. So <laughs> I hate both those teams. So probably I guess we'll root for Philly by default, but I won't officially root for Philly ever. So uh, before we dive into the next one, I got to talk about um, Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers, going five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a nice spicy hundred times payout. And for limited underdog, it's extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on underdog fantasy. Ten lucky players will win ten grand each. Mm. Jay Mark, I always hand it off to you here, a little read option on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Do you have a play here tonight with Detroit and Vegas? Uh, 
Do you want to fade your beloved Lions? I know you. I know how much you love the Lions. <laughs> I got five picks. I have trouble with these picking lower on any of them. I like to look for anything I feel higher on. So I'm going to start with a pick that's in that $100,000 sweepstakes. Michael Mayer, higher than 22.5 total yards. I like Jameer Gibbs, higher than 26.5 receiving yards. Jacoby Myers, higher than five receptions. Josh Jacobs, higher than 18.5 receiving yards. He's averaging like eight yards per catch and three catches a game, so that'll get you to 21. And then Sam Laporta, higher than four receptions. I guess I like the tight ends, running backs, and the slot receiver Myers here. So I think I think all those have a good shot at hitting. You heard the man. Get over there and get down on it at Underdog Fantasy because you can watch tonight's action and make your picks, maybe make a little bit of cash on their mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when, like I said, you use that promo code SGPN, you will double your first deposit bonus up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Hey, and we're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast. They just launched their new YouTube channel. How about that? In honor, they're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All righty, we're back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. I wonder if uh, any of those uh, players in the National Basketball Association got a hoodie because they're sitting out left and right due to load management. It hasn't even been one week. What the hell is wrong with that league? Uh, all right, yeah, let's. I, that's I enough talk it. on that. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the game where I ate complete shit. This is a total misread on my part. Um, the Packers are dead. They that that. Jordan Love's not the guy. I, I hate overreacting to one game, but they 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 didn't have a chance in this game. I was shocked. I mean, this was the greatest spot ever. You're coming off a tough road loss. You're getting Minnesota coming off a Super Bowl win against San Francisco Monday night. Primetime Kirk completely uh, gets it done. Um, it proves everybody wrong, and you're getting them on a short week at Lambeau. This has always been a Packers smash spot. And this never was a game. I mean, this this wasn't a fluke game where Minnesota got lucky. If anything, I thought Minnesota probably could have won by more. Um, it, and the main reason they could have won by more is, unfortunately, one of my favorite guys, Kirk, he out for the year with the Torrey Achilles, absolute dagger to the Viking season because he was playing at a high level, even without his stud receiver, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jay Mark, you're the NFC North expert here. I know how much you hate these two teams. What was your takeaway? And – Obviously unfortunate for the Vikings with uh, the Kirk news. Yeah, that does suck. And it, it makes me wonder if they do go in kind of sell mode for anybody that's not in their plans for next year, because I, I just don't know if they have a high success rate with Kirk. They weren't doing that great with him, even though he was playing well. They weren't getting a, a lot of games there. But these Packers, they they may be. I know they beat us week one, but they may be the worst team in the NFC North. They they are terrible. Yeah. It's awesome seeing their quarterback struggle <laughs> as a Bears fan. Um, finally, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Packers are done. Stick a fork in them. Maybe they can get it right next year. But this year they're done for. And they'll probably just lose a bunch of games until they play us and they'll win because that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> so, well, but, uh, well, but, yeah. let me ask you this. Uh, do you back them against the Rams at Lambeau next week with Riffin? <laughs> I mean, I'm choking. I'm choking on my own words because that game is so gross. Oh, I have Take no idea. Take under, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that game needs to be in the snow if I'm going to watch it. Um, 
Yeah, man, the Packers are bad. That's you know what? They deserve to be bad. Let's let's be yeah. honest here. They they've they've struck gold with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They deserve to be bad. Like I said, they got the Rams. The Lions are gonna completely steamroll, um, as Rob said in the chat. And, and Trevor makes a good point. I saw this stat and I was like, holy shit, is that is that right? They've been outscored 74 to 9 in the last five games in the first half. Like they've been drilled right off the bat. So I mean, do you do you test it to coaching here? Um, a little bit of coaching, I think. I think LaFleur is a stubborn guy. It's one of the reasons he and Rogers kind of butted heads for a while. Um, and they yeah. need to, they need to kind of adjust to the fact that this isn't the, the Rogers led Packers anymore. Um, this is not the same guy. Jordan loves not the same guy. They need to start playing a little bit of different. Um, I like that. Trevor says Brock Bowers hard seeing a, a, a tight end change the franchise, but um, he is a hell of a tight end. I was at the game that he got injured at, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, he is a beast. Um, and because he's a beast, I hope that they don't get him being a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, all right, so, so let me ask you this. On the other side, what do the Vikings do at the deadline? Because I got to think that they're not going to roll with Jaron Hall from BYU. Do you call up Washington? Hey, what do you want for Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, that might be a good option. Um, see, see if they'll move him. Uh, or some veteran that's out there. I'm sure they wouldn't have to pay a high price for some of these backup veterans. So um, unless they're just in complete sell mode, maybe they maybe they want to see if Jaron Hall can be the guy or can at least win games for them as a backup. Because Kirk, you know, I I don't know what they're going to do with Kirk next year. I don't know. If he's I was going thinking to be back. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, this I, might I, be audition time for Jaron Hall. Yeah, I kind of feel like they're going to bring Kirk back now because he won't get as much money. Nick Fortune, of course, is uh, recommending that they go get Matt Ryan. No, no <laughs> Matt Ryan. Uh, Rob says Tannehill. Tannehill's a good option now that everybody's crowned Will Levis, uh, the next True. Patrick Mahomes, since Agent Bajan, uh passed it off because he was Mahomes <laughs> last week. So right. now we get the new Patrick Mahomes and Will Levis. So, yeah, I'll be on the Steelers on Thursday. I can tell you that. Uh, or – or they trade with the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers because he's obviously coming back and he's got to follow Brett Favre's career path, Jets to Vikings. He's just quickening the timeline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine if Rodgers comes back in Minnesota. Uh, it's ironic, though, because the Jets were talking about going to get Kirk and now another Achilles injury. But, yeah, man, hope Kirk, hope Kirk gets back. Uh, it sucks seeing him go down. He's playing the best ball of his career, so – yeah. Uh, he'll quickly Kirk cousins. I don't think he's going to be talking about coming back this year. Like, uh, our friend Aaron Rodgers. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go over to Nashville where, I mean, this was automatic as soon as we saw those uniforms that the Titans were wearing, that was an automatic <laughs> smash spot. Uh, the Titans get it done. Uh, Will Levis, like I said, he's Patrick Mahomes now 19 to 29, 240, four touchdowns, no interceptions in his debut. And what do you know? Atlanta starts moving the damn ball in the second half when Heineke takes over for Ritter. Um, Heineke, I, I think if they play Heineke from the beginning, they might have won. Um, it'll be interesting. It sounds like they'll go back to Ritter because they're obsessed with Ritter for some reason. Henry, 22 carries, 100 yards. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, for all you fantasy guys out there, had a fucking day. Hello. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what's your take on Will Levis? Obviously, big-time debut. Happy for the guy. 
Yeah, I, I didn't expect this rotten banana eater to be that good at the NFL level. And he came in and, and really showed that he could get the job done. I mean, it's one game. You don't want to overreact, but I thought he looked good. I thought he made uh, some tough throws and just never looked panicked. And uh, yeah, the, the Ritter thing is interesting because it was first reported that he was being benched. Now they're saying, well, he's got concussion symptoms. I don't know if that's saving face for the fact that they are definitely going back to him. And uh, but yeah, this this Tennessee team, we were kind of all over the fact that they play different at home. They're they're yeah. kind of a different team. And everybody showed up to help the rookie out. Um, they helped Will Levis out. I wouldn't be surprised to see him permanently replace Tannehill, even though that it's only been decided that he's going to play if Tannehill's out. I think he should replace him officially. They can move on from Tannehill. He's not looked that, that great this year. Yeah, I think he had more touchdowns in one game than Tannehill's had all year. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll tell you, I'll let everybody know right now. My first bet of week number nine is already in, and it's Pittsburgh. I, my first thing was, who the hell does Tennessee play next week? I'm watching this with Agent Bajan <laughs> on Sunday night. I go, God bless Jay Mark, but we knew this was coming where you get yep. the one game bump from the from the rookie. And then I go to the schedule, and what do you know? They're playing Mike Tomlin off a bye at home in the Seal City. I don't care who's playing quarterback. They can freaking uh, trot out Tommy Maddox, and I'll still back them <laughs> on Thursday night against. Uh, he, somehow T.J. Watts could have like two interceptions, and they'll block three punts or something, and they'll they'll get get it done. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think of these Falcons go for? Heineke, man, I hope they roll with Heineke, man. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we, we've been kind of chirping on that for a while that we think this team would be more efficient on offense if Heineke was out there. So I, if they want to uh, stay competitive, I think it's the best option for them. Completely agree. Completely agree. All right. Next up. Um, oh, wait, well, who does Atlanta got next week? I usually like to tease out. Uh, they go to Minnesota. So we'll figure out. We'll see what happens with that line and who's starting for quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Um I don't know. I'm seeing at four and a half right now. It's hard to ever lay more than a field goal with the Falcons because every game comes down to a field goal. Um, true, true. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go to the next game. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> my 75 to one AFC East ticket uh, that I got in <laughs> right after the Buffalo game took a big hit. Oh man. I, I felt like they were hanging around, hanging around and they were going to steal it late. They, Tyree Kills is such a hard guard. He is so yeah. goddamn good. I mean, Tua comes out, throws an interception. Uh, Mac Jones, next play, 30-yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here come the Patriots. They're, they're, they're back finally. Finally, they're playing the way I thought they were going to play from the beginning. But they just don't – they don't have the horses and speed to beat – these these really good teams that uh, on the road. I mean, they can get it maybe in Foxborough where they win the turnover battle and they muck it up. I don't know what what, what do you think of these two teams going forward? Um, New England schedule soft as hell though uh, coming up. So it, it, this could be a typical Belichick like Tomlin get him back to like six and six. It could be. I mean, I I worry about them losing Kendrick Bourne. He's out for the season. And uh, I think he was a good part of their offense and a good, uh, just reliable piece for Mac Jones. And um, I agree with Rob here. Mac Jones is so trash. I don't know if I'd rather have Jordan Love, but I do think Mac Jones is trash. <laughs> I hate Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
as far as the Dolphins, I, I guess both these teams, I mean, I think the Patriots are going to do well against the average teams. They're going to be in the games, but they're going to lose to the good teams. And the Dolphins, they're going to beat up those bad teams, and they're going to lose to the good teams. Yeah. So I think both of them in that sense are kind of the same, but I agree it's it's hard to fade Tyreek Hill. And when you do when you do cover him and finally kind of slow him down, there's Jalen Waddell or there's Raheem Moster. I mean, they just got too much speed on this team. Especially when you play them down there. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and the, and the, the freaking weather, man. I mean, he had me all hyped up for a rain game in Miami, too. That was freaking 75 and sunny. I mean, I wish yeah. I needed to get that gig where I could just give out fake news and freaking get paid. I mean, my God, I'm like, where's the rain at? Um, I mean, you I mean, did pick the Patriots, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. That's like calling the weather bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm a sucker for Bill as a dog. I'll be back. I, I'll tell you what. I'm on him against the Skins next week. So, oh, yeah. uh, like, hey, like you said, they beat up on the average to below average team. So, uh, what do you think of these Dolphins going over uh, to Germany to take on the Chiefs next week? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I, I think they're catching them at an even tougher spot because well, I know we'll get to this, but the Chiefs look like shit. And you just know that Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they're going to want to really bounce back. I am curious, though. I mean, you saw CBS Sports put it out there, the the average for Travis Kelsey with, with Taylor Swift at the game and not. I mean, of course, they're going to probably pay her to come to Germany, right? I mean, that's what this team runs on. <laughs> I, I, I think I think the Swifties got a concert or something. I don't fucking oh, know. Man. I think there's a conflict. So yeah. they uh, they got to make sure her schedule's cleared in January and February. They got to they got to have her. They got to have her in the seat. <laughs> right. Keep them extra motivated so that they can do that god awful handshake between her and uh, Mahomes' wife. That was atrocious. Uh, but hey, you I know just, what? What whatever keeps uh, the receiving yards going right. I know. I just love that the the media pointed to that. It's like, yep, that's the reason that this game that's, was off. That's, yeah, that's not 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 that Patrick Mahomes had the flu or anything, and right. it was snowing. But yeah, yeah, it was because Swifty wasn't there. So, uh, all right, we'll, we'll put a bow on that one. New England plays uh, Ron Rivera next week. Belichick Rivera coaching mismatch. Um, Miami goes to play Kansas City in one of the more anticipated games. But before we dive into the next game, we got to talk about Hall of Fame bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics for uh, parlays, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer with historical data. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay. Optimize your tools so you know which legs have uh, – you can break down the probability of each one and which one has value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app and visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. Back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Next up. Oh, yeah. I was I was on this one. I think you're muted. Oh, I was going to say, just so you know, Rob is going to blindly fade the skins going forward. Probably a good good move. <laughs> yeah, so we, we messaged on Twitter last night about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm fading the shit out of them. I, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I can't, I can't do anymore. Uh, let's talk about a team fan base that was done. It was Carolina. Finally into the win column. This game was filthy. 15-13. Uh, to 13, Football was back in Carolina. So this is going to go in the bucket of, 
And how many times have we seen it this year? You cannot lay three points on the road with these average-ass teams. Like, who are the Texans to be laying three against anybody on the road? I know C.J. Stroud's look good. But you know what? The number one pick in the draft got the better of number two yesterday, I thought. I thought he looked more impressive. I thought it was a chip-on-the-shoulder type of game for Bryce Young. You could tell they had that one circled, heard everybody saying they chose the wrong guy. That's still to be determined, probably looking Stroud over Young. But still a lot of football left. I mean, what was your takeaway from this one? And do you agree with the thesis we are not laying three on the road with any of these shit teams? Yeah, I think that's a good move going forward. I was on the Texans, so this shit pisses me off. I thought they should have won this game. Not They wouldn't have won it by three, though. It also pisses me off because I need the Panthers to do bad since we have their pick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think you're exactly right. Young and, and the Panthers organization seemed like this was a very important game for them to win because you hear so much about how well Stroud has done and how bad Young has looked in the long run this whole season. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit reversed. I thought Stroud was going to be like, you guys passed me, passed on me. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm going to make you pay for it. But uh, I think the Panthers really needed this one to show that like, hey, maybe we didn't make a mistake because our quarterback just beat the one everybody said we should have taken. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, I know who likes Bryce Young a lot. His name's Adam Thielen. He throws to him every single play. It's oh, yeah. like the most predictable thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, for, from here, these two teams, Houston will, um, they got Tampa Bay. So another one of these three point lines with two average shit teams, whatever you want to classify <laughs> it as, uh, depending on who you ask and Carolina, <laughs> another game, three point line between Carolina and Indy. Uh, Indy is laying almost a field goal on the road, snake peak. Who the hell is Indy to be laying field goal on the road against anybody? Right. Uh, man, we're going to see so many of these lines all year with these shit teams or average teams laying points on the road. And I think the public's just going to keep betting them and they're just going to keep getting their heart broken. I, I, yeah, they, for sure. There's some bad teams this year or average teams, whatever you want to classify them as. Yeah. I mean, there's both. There's both some bad, some average. Seems like there's very few that you can count on. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and from two average to bad teams to two more average to bad teams, the battle in New York, I felt, but I felt for Kramer here, man. Uh, Cause I had giants plus three and I, I know you, you were on the giants too, right? Or were you on the jets? You were on the jets. So you got a light, nice yep. little back door here. I don't know how they lost this game. I mean, when you're kicking a field goal to go from up three to up six with 20 seconds left, you're thinking, Oh, great. They got to convert a hail Mary. Somehow Graham Gano misses like a 30-yarder. Then Zach Wilson is Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden getting his team into field goal range with like 15 seconds left. That's a heartbreaker for the Giants. And they were about to win a game where they had negative passing yards. Yeah, uh, crazy. Um, and I think it's safe. To, I mean, I feel like if Tyrod doesn't get hurt, the Giants win this game. Yes. But Tommy DeVito coming in, Tommy DeVito not passing the ball, which – I know he's your third stringer, but why the fuck you got a guy on the roster that you don't even trust to throw the ball? That doesn't make much sense to me. But uh, there's plenty of football players out there that I feel like you could at least trust to throw the ball. But anyways, um, as soon as DeVito came in and they start running, 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 they just became too predictable. You got to mix it up a little bit. This is supposed to be one of the uh, the brightest offensive minds right now. And Brian Dabble didn't show it by just yeah. running every single play against. Uh, I mean, the reason I picked the jets is they're a good defense. They're Great a really defense. good defense. Yeah. So yes. 
I mean, I'm surprised the Jets struggled as much as they did a little bit because I thought the defense would dominate. The Jets couldn't get the ball running with Brees Hall. I had a um, and I can I can send a photo to prove this if needed. But I had a <laughs> 22 leg parlay all on prop bets, mostly alt alt yards. And the only one that didn't fucking hit, I hit 21 to 22, was Brees Hall over 40 yards. Pissed me off. It was plus six, <laughs> uh, six, six, one, three, or something like that. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm with you in terms of this Jets defense is so damn good. I mean, they yeah. they gave up one big play to Saquon Barkley, and Bar- Barkley was pretty good. I mean, that was a I, I personally loved the game because it was a throwback game and it was physical as shit. I mean, those those line those two trenches sides of the ball were beating the hell out of each other. It was physical. Oh, yeah. It was raining. The over under was set at 35. It came down to 34. I think it even touched 33. That wasn't low enough. That thing should have been in the 20s. Nobody was getting to 17 points on on that day. It took overtime to get 13. Um, so, but I mean, absolutely devastating loss for the Giants. That that would have got them back to yeah. three and five. Back in the wild card race, Jets quietly won three in a row with Jets Zach Wilson. Uh, from here, the Giants, uh, Giants got three in a row on the road. Actually, coming up with Vegas, Dallas, and Washington, they'll beat us. They always fucking beat us somehow because Ron won't be Ron won't know the scenarios. Um, <laughs> and then the Jets, uh, Jets got Monday night against the Chargers. So, I I don't know. What do you think the Jets are buyers at the deadline? Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is coming back. You've heard oh, him. He's yeah. throwing the ball. Come yeah, on, baby. This, we're setting up this whole media scenario and storyline of him coming back and leading them to the playoffs and all this bullshit that we're going to have to hear about for months. All offseason, all you're going to hear about is how Rodgers made that historic comeback. I'm I'm yeah. already dreading it, if you can't tell. <laughs> I might go into a darkness retreat just to avoid hearing about it. That, that's what I'm going to have to do, I think. Yes, and Rob makes a good point. The Giants did get hosed. The referee didn't even spot the ball. They just spiked it. He goes, oh, yeah, play on, play on. Mark <laughs> mark your own ball. Mark your, like, golf. Mark your own ball. Yep. Uh, ch- check it up up top in basketball. Yeah, yeah, just snap it. Sna- snap it and spike it. You're in field goal range. So, yeah, that was absolutely dreadful. That was one of the many uh, duds of the officiating crew yesterday. All right, let's go over to the Steel City, Rob. Where and congrats on your lock, big time. This is a big time play. I mean, this this took nuts. Everybody was on Pittsburgh. You you, I was I was fifty fifty. You swayed me. I liked your logic on why the Jaguars were the right side. The Steelers coming off two straight dog wins. The Steelers, the Steelers are not good. I mean, I know that their record's no. good, but Mike Tomlin, they they pulled these games out of their ass. Jacksonville's on a whole different talent level than than yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, this was a the, the like the, these two teams are not even close in terms of of rosters. It, the only way that Pittsburgh was going to win is if they kind of like the Ravens game, they block a punt, something crazy happens, they got the turnover in the inner in in uh, in the end zone and still couldn't capitalize. It was rainy, it was beautiful. These Jaguars are damn good though. That's five in a row, and they won some hard games and not good spots. Two in a row in London, come back, beat the hell out of the Colts um, in a divisional matchup, then go to the Superdome on a Thursday night, and then go to Pittsburgh. I think they're a contender in the AFC with Trevor Lawrence. And Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I took them as a Super Bowl team to just kind of be different um, because I knew we were going to see a lot of Bills, a lot of Chiefs. Um 
but it's not that far-fetched anymore. You watch them play, and they can win games in multiple different ways, whether it's on the ground, in the air, their defense can step up. And, uh, yeah, it felt dirty fading Tomlin as a dog because it's one of those things that we always do. We take Tomlin as a dog, just like mm -hmm. Ron. And twice in the same episode, I went against those rules by taking the Eagles, taking the Jags. It felt awful, but it just the is in this game particularly. I just had to go with the better team and, and the Jags, like you said, far superior to these Steelers. No matter who's throwing the ball for this for the Steelers, it does, I, to me it doesn't matter. Pickett gets hurt. They just their offense is terrible. Matt yeah. Canada should have been fired years ago. It feels like like what what are they doing? Yeah. I, I mean, the Steelers are still somehow going to go eight, eight and one, or nine and eight, just because of the Tomlin streak. But this team isn't going anywhere. They, they they're so inept offensively. You mentioned it. I mean, Pickett. I mean, that offensive line struggles, and, and and I do like Pickens on the outside, but I mean, they struggle to run the ball too. I like. I don't know what their identity is offensively. Maybe they get it fixed uh, coming down the stretch, but I don't know. I, I think we'll just back him as a dog. Although I did say I'm going to bet him on Thursday against the Titans against the backup quarterback. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, from here, the Jaguars they got to buy. They 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 well earned buy after a five game win streak. Then they get San Francisco. So both teams coming off a buy. Jaguars five in a row win. San Francisco three in a row losses. Um, interesting spot there down in Florida. Pittsburgh um, they got the Monday night game and then they got. Green Bay, goddamn. So, as bad as we just said the Steelers are, they have a chance if they just beat the Titans and Packers at home, they'll be six and three. How is this even possible? Because you know they're going to finish at five hundred or just a little above. It's just yes. the Tomlin way. <laughs> it really is, and it, it's incredible. All right, well that's enough Steeler talk. Uh, finally, the Tomlin uh, dog streak does end for once. Um, let's go over to. Indy, where I'll tell you what, where did this Saints offense come from? Because they couldn't score worth a damn. Finally, it felt like they put their roster together. Um, I mean, they exploded after the first quarter, 38 points. They had almost 500 yards of offense. Derek Carr lit it up, Taysom Hill. This is by far the best team in the NFC South if they just get the hell out of their own way, a.k.a. the coaching with Dennis Allen. Unfortunately, Minshew is a uh, – Back up in this league. He, he slowly, <laughs> the Colts have uh, came back to the pack. What was your takeaway here? And do you agree that the Saints are by far the best team in the NFC South, roster-wise? Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised they started so slow this year. Um, but, yeah, this this uh, is a team that should take this division. The Taysom Hill explosion. I was all over this on the uh, old-fashioned football. We, we talked about how the end of last week, Car, it seemed like out of nowhere realized, oh, I can just trust to just keep throwing to this guy. Yeah. And we saw that kind of carry over. Um, it, and not only that, they're running with him. It, he's just, he's kind of that Swiss Army knife that it feels like nobody really knows how to cover. And, uh, but yeah, this was a, a better game than I expected. I didn't expect to be as high scoring by any means. And, um, yeah, I agree with you, though. The, the Colts aren't going to do a whole lot with Minshew. They're going to win some random games here and there. That's about it. I also think I, I know that they they love how Zach Moss performed and Jonathan Taylor did the whole hold, holdout thing, but that 50-50 backfield seems like both guys, even though they're running well, they're not getting full rhythm going. 
Um, Taylor last year was a guy who he gets better the more you run him, right? Third, fourth quarter, that defense is tired. That's when he starts breaking off those big runs, splitting this with Moss. He's not getting there. So it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to let that play out. Yep, agreed. And uh, Minchu is a turnover machine, too, on the other side of things. Uh, in New Orleans from here, I feel like their schedule gets really soft. I mean, we talked about how they were favored in 14 out of 17. They got Chicago, Agent Bajan coming to the Superdome. You got to think that they should win wow. that one, but this is <laughs> this is the, the fucking Saints. You don't know. I mean, who, who are they to be laying seven points? I, I'll throw that out there. I don't trust the Saints laying seven points. I might be on the Bears. I don't know yet. It's going to be hard to swallow that sentence. Uh, on the other side, of the day, the Colts are a favorite on the road in, in Carolina. Uh, we'll talk about that one on Wednesday when we do our show. All right, we put this one off fucking long enough. This <laughs> fucking game goddamn game um philly goes to what are they now seven and one six and one something like that yeah yeah they got one <laughs> loss uh skins dropped to three and five um combination of awful officiating and ron rivera just completely Sleeping on the job, I guess, is is the way we're gonna chalk that one up. Uh, Skin should have won this game, no doubt about it. Um, anybody that watched that game, the Skins were the better team. They had almost 500 yards of offense. Sam Howe career day. Uh, they, they 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 forced the tush push fumble. They rejected the tush push. Philly couldn't run the ball. AJ Brown once again uh, had his way with them, but unfortunately, this is the same song and dance. Uh, AJ Brown dominates them again and they probably should have beat the Eagles twice to be honest they should have at least got one of these two games but they don't three and five Ron somehow doesn't challenge um the ball the the, the fourth and four on Devonte Smith and his whole sideline yelling at him uh the Philly the Philadelphia Eagles are sprinting up to the line Jalen Hurts is going like this like we got to spike this because he knows it's not a catch and somehow Ron's looking looking up at the balloons and going, hey, is the Jumbotron going to show the replay? And then he completely misses it, not even close, incomplete. It would have changed the whole game. Seven-point lead for the Skins would have had the ball at the 50. You go up two scores. I'm not saying you're automatically going to win, but if you go up two scores in the NFL in the fourth quarter, you're probably going to win the game. Um, and then the call at the end was a complete joke, the Johan Dotson overturn. I don't know how you overturn that one, but you – the, the, the replay somehow came in and stayed out oh, from New York. They overturned it, and they told Ron that, and he still challenged it. So he challenged that one, <laughs> but he doesn't challenge the other one. Um, just altogether awful officiating, and Ron Rivera completely sleeping on the job. He's done. Um, what was your non-biased takeaway from this pathetic collapse by the Skins? I mean, I, I felt so bad for you that you see I, I named them Skins instead of Commanders on the score here. Yes. Um yeah, I thought they had this game. I, I completely think they should have won the game. They deserved to win the game for the most part, minus the coaching. Um, and I'm pretty sure Ron threw that challenge flag at that time, thinking he was challenging the other play. Um, yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit before, like, he oh. just doesn't seem all there. I mean, this is a guy who is a, a great player. He was a great coach, uh, really smart guy, but he doesn't seem that way anymore. And I don't know. If maybe some hits to the head are starting to set in, I don't know if it was the cancer, but he's definitely not the same guy, unfortunately. And um, I, I agree with you. I think he's done. I, if he's not fired in season, this is obviously his last season coaching. Yeah. 
And, and I, I tweeted too. Great man, high character. Honestly, brought a little bit of stability to a shit franchise at the time with Dan Snyder. But you're not gonna win any games with him. He can't. He he's done this so many times where he just doesn't challenge plays. He 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 lets three seconds at the end of the first half tick off the clock instead of calling timeout. So they gotta somehow attempt a 62 yarder instead of a 50. Um, and somehow they made it. And Ron like had the most emotion <laughs> I've seen in like 10 years. He did a big fist bump. I mean, it's just it's sleepy Ron over there. Unfortunately, it, it's sad, but it, it is what it is. Um, I. I, I don't. I they got to sell. They got to trade Young and Sweat. They, they're both not going to come back. You might as well stockpile on picks with the new ownership. Do you agree that they should sell? This is this is the team that we're talking about. These teams are in awkward situations where yeah, you're only one game back in the playoffs, but you lost to the Bears and the Giants two out of the last four weeks. No offense to you and Kramer, but <laughs> if you're a real playoff contender, you don't lose both those games. What are you trying to say here? Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I do think they sell. Um, yeah. It's just uh, who who are they going to sell aside from Chase Young? Who do you think they, they move? Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they get back for it. I, I'm, I'm all for selling both. I mean, obviously, they, they haven't taken enough first-rounders on the defensive side. They give a 40 to Philly every time they play them. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be back to vent on Wednesday about him. Uh, probably go back into fade Ron mode. Just pisses me off because our handicap, I, I was all over this game. That 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 one hurt, I will admit. And it, not yeah. just because it was my team. I mean, that, that one hurt. It hurt the bank, too, with six and a half. So, um, <laughs> got a little bit of seven, but should, should have won this damn game outright. But, all right, that's enough, Ron. Let, let's talk about some other games. Speaking of uh, this one hurt, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, Mm, that one, that one hurt. I mean, you got the ball at the 50 yard line, third and three. If you hand it off and you punt, you got the best defense in the NFL, make Seattle go the length of the field and score on you. I think you tip your cap, but I don't think they're going to do it in under two minutes. Instead, PJ Walker deflected. Um, and then Seattle's got what a half a field to go to, to win the game. And and credit Gino, he made the throws. They were up 14, nothing. The Browns defense shut them down. From quarter three to four, this one hurts if you're a Browns fan, don't you agree? Yeah, but I feel no sympathy towards Browns fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like the like way you? that yeah, the way the Seahawks jumped out at front, I thought, man, this is gonna be a long day for the Browns. Credit to them for sticking in this, you know, fighting back, clawing back. I, I think this team is better. We've said it multiple times, but they're better without Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Yeah. Um, and PJ Walker, yeah, PJ Walker not looking great, but he's looking better. He's making less mistakes. Um, but yeah, the I think this game came down to that Geno Smith kind of he overcame a couple of interceptions there and made some really good plays. He he looked pretty good. This is this is the guy that we saw a lot of games last year at, at the beginning of the season making plays that it's like, wow, where did this Geno come from? And he kind of started looking like that again. Trevor makes a good point too. How do you have PJ Walker throw the ball there on third and three? I like pound the rock to trust that offensive line. Uh, Back to Seattle though. Gino is playing well. Gino's played well the last couple years and don't look now. Those Seattle Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West with San Francisco losing three in a row. Um, Back to Cleveland. They should have just brought back Jacoby Brissett. He yeah. he oh, would yeah. have them. He would have them at six and two. 
Yeah. Or five and two, whatever they are. They're four and three. They would be five and two, maybe even six and one, because he would have won that game in Pittsburgh. He wouldn't have thrown those pick sixes that Watson did. I, 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 I didn't understand why they just let Jacoby walk for free, especially with Watson's history. But I mean, your Seattle Seahawks, man, are, are, uh, are in the thick of things. Yeah. I, I thought they did enough and would be good enough to push the 49ers. I'm surprised to see them ahead of them, but the Niners have kind of had a little collapse with the injuries. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a tale as old as time, isn't it? The Niners have it's a collapse with injuries. Yeah. Um, so shout out to the Seahawks. I mean, they, this might be their year. Yeah, I, and if they get home field in the playoffs, watch out. Watch out. Yeah. If they if they get to get a couple home games, that, that is a hard damn place to go out to. Uh, from here, they oh, showdown next week. They got Baltimore coming. Or, sorry, they're going to Baltimore. We just saw what the Lions did when they went to Baltimore. They took it right on the fucking chin. Um, yep. Browns get home. This is a good spot. Get Arizona, get right, get healthy, get to five and three, and then they go through a little bit of a gauntlet against the Ravens and Steelers again, so – yeah, um, I I think the Browns are good, though. I know you were a Browns hater in the preseason, but I, I like what I've seen from that defense. Miles Garrett is so damn good. Yeah, their defense is excellent. I'm still a Browns hater. I still don't have high expectations for them. I think they're in too competitive of a division. But, yeah, that defense is damn good. Agreed. All righty. Speaking of division, uh, oh, man, if you had Ravens minus 9.5 or minus 10 – Holy bad beat because Arizona gets the onside kick. Nelson Aguilar has got feet like hands uh, dropping that onside kick. That was awful. And he almost dropped the second one. Cardinals backdoor cover of the year next to the Rams against the Niners that one week where McVay kicked the field goal on the walk-off. Uh, this was business-like, though, for the Ravens. I was I was impressed with them. I mean, this was a terrible spot for them where you're coming off the 30 point win you got a big showdown with seattle next week and you got this weird arizona game sandwiched in there we just saw the cowboys have this exact scenario in week three they went out and just laid down like the soft lawn chair they are but the ravens got some toughness some grit well coached find a way to get a big win what was your takeaway from this yeah no i agree um we talked about how there's a lot of distractions after you come off of a big win like that. You go against a team that there's nobody has expectations for the Cardinals. And uh, I, th- I thought they were going to start giving it away a little bit at the uh, wow. the end there, but credit to them for, for sticking to it and for actually getting the second onside kick, not letting it just bounce through their hands. Um, but yeah, this, this Ravens team, when they're on, they're on. And doesn't necessarily have to be Lamar. I mean, he only threw for 157 yards, but they ran the ball well, and the defense played well enough that they could get the job done. And they they they're going to need that late in the season. They're going to need that defense to keep playing tough. They're going to need to keep running the ball well. They that them in Philly kind of just find ways to win where they don't play well. And yeah. I guess it's a credit to their culture, them and Philly. As much as I hate Philly, man. That culture right there, I mean, they they find ways to win games. They 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 don't play their best ball uh yesterday, neither of them, but they find ways to win. The Ravens are sitting at six and two at top of the AFC. And what if I told you they got three in a row at home coming up too, where they're pretty damn hard to beat. So yeah, they've already they've already played their three AFC North road games. They got but I will say they do have a hard stretch here at home. They got Seattle, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. So it's I mean, that's not Cupcake City there in Baltimore, but I don't know. I mean, do you view the Ravens as a contender in the AFC? I, I kind of do, and I'm 
feel like I was wrong on this team in the preseason. Yeah, same. I, I would anti Lamar, anti Ravens all off season. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to make it tough. They're going to push this division though. I, I still think the Bengals, the Bengals are heating up at the right time. I think they're going to take this Ooh. division, but it's going to be damn close. Yeah. And, and great transition from you there, J Mark. Cause let's go over to those Bengals. <laughs> uh, I was on the Niners. I ate shit. I thought, I thought, uh, everybody was crowning the Bengals too quickly again. I was wrong. Woo. They, uh, they controlled that game. I know there, it was a little bit of a weird interception, uh, by Purdy on the end zone, but anybody that watched the game came out of that saying Cincinnati was the better football team. They could not cover those receivers. Joe Burrow, 28 of 32, 300 yards, three touchdowns. It's basically a flawless day. Jamar Chase, animal. Uh, T. Higgins, animal. These Bengals are back, man. They, and their defense is playing well again. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And the, like I said, I think they're heating up at the right time. They're going to be a tough team to beat. And uh, it was I, a lot of it was, I think, Joe Burrow just getting healthy. So that they're he's able to move the ball well, and they're able to keep that defense fresh. Because if you look at last year, they were we said they were one of the best teams. Their defense was underrated at how good it was. And then they started the season just looking like shit. But um, I think they're back. I think they're ready to make a run. They're ready to show everybody like, hey, we're still here and we're still one of these top teams in the AFC. Real quick, just going back in the comments, Murray is out for at least another week. They did officially yeah. say Dobbs will start this coming week. I don't think um, he's going to play all year. I, I, I think it's going to be like – uh, what's my guy's name at Utah in college? Uh, Cam Rising. I think yeah. they're just going to continue to play along with the injury report, but I don't think they're ever actually going to play him. There's no reason guy, to. Guy killed me in fantasy football because I have him, and I was like, he's going to play eventually. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> um, Kyler Murray, maybe somebody you see with this trade deadline coming. If he's yes. healthy, he might be a guy that the Cardinals say, look, this isn't our guy. Uh, we're fed up with with him and, and everything that goes on with him and his Call of Duty days, and maybe he's a guy that's on the move. Vikings, yeah. I mean, he, I mean Vikings. Uh, he feels like he would be a nice Indianapolis Colt. That feels like that would be a nice <laughs> little fit there in Indy with uh, with Kyler Murray. He could play Call of Duty with Jim Irsay. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it wouldn't be the only thing that they're doing at nighttime. So. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I feel like the bye week is coming at a perfect time for these Niners. They're they're banged up. They're kind of similar to last year. They hit a wall, but then they came out of their bye last year. I think I think the Chiefs put it on them. That that's who kind of humbled their ass a little bit, and then they came yeah. out of the bye, went on their run. I think they'll. I think they're going to go on a run out of the bye, but they got to get healthy. Got to get Debo back. Got to get Trent healthy. But yeah. they're always hurt. They're always freaking hurt. That's what the Niners do. So don't expect them to get healthy completely. Speaking of a team that was banged up yesterday, uh, real quick, uh, who does Cincinnati play next week? Cincinnati, oh, yeah, they got the Bills. So looking forward to seeing yep. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow in primetime. Two teams kind of going in the opposite directions, to be honest. The Bills are not playing good football. The oh, Bengals yeah. are. Um, and then I mentioned it with the Niners. They got to buy them. They go down to Jacksonville. So they better get right quick because if not, they'll get run out of that building by Trevor Lawrence. Speaking of the team that kind of got run out and – no Swifty, no no touchdowns. I mean, Chiefs <laughs> failed to score ten points. I I had a I was all over the Broncos here. I, I just this this was a terrible spot for the Chiefs, where you play a team yeah. twice in three three weeks. They haven't beat you in fifteen times. They're finally due. 
and, and, and Mahomes looked like shit. I mean, he had the flu all week, um, battling that all week. They had Germany on deck with, with the Dolphins. This kind of felt like the old saying, schedule loss, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a buddy text me. He's not a not a big football guy, but he likes to gamble. And he said, Chiefs are a lock, right? And I said, uh, I, I wouldn't do it if I were you. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know, aside from Patrick Mahomes with this reported illness and everything, I said, I just don't feel good about this game. And he texted me uh, towards the end of it. He's like, I'm really glad I reached out to you. I was going to bet the mortgage. It's like, well, good thing then. <laughs> but oh, um, yeah, yeah, they we've, I know he was sick, but we've never seen Mahomes look like this. I feel like he just looked completely lost and uh, he's running into his own offensive linemen. It's one of those things that either the Broncos had him that thrown or he was that sick. And if he was that sick, why do you got him on the field? Like this is your franchise quarterback. Let him just get some rest. Go out there and take your loss without him looking like a fool. Cause he, he looked like a fool out there. I've never seen Patrick Mahomes look like that. He ran into his own offensive lineman. Yeah, and got I mean, knocked down by – it was crazy. I said, I've never seen Mahomes do something like that, ever. I, I mean, let's talk about Denver, though. They've won two in a row, two at home, finally get in the win column. Russell Wilson played well, although at times he will act like he's young Russ and try to run around and make plays like he's this mobile quarterback and he just falls down every time. So he's got to stop doing that. I mean, do you think the Broncos can get back in this thing? Quietly at three and five. I mean, will they be buyers at the deadline? I mean, they were talking about selling. What do what yeah. do they do after back to back wins? It's really to me, it's if their defense can keep playing at this level. Their defense has looked impressive the past two games for a defense that looked like shit. You know, they got the the seventy points put that on them against uh, the Dolphins, and I feel like they took that a little personal. Um, so I don't know. This is going to be interesting to see how they play it out, but I still think. Russ is a shit show. I think he's past his prime. He's cooked. Um, not cooking anymore, really. And uh, I don't think Sean Payton has a great grasp on this team yet. So I, I don't have a lot of hope for them to put it together. Yeah. And, and from here, uh, Denver, if they were to get right, they got a bye week. So they got plenty of time to heal up and they're probably partying. And then they'll go to Buffalo and get steamrolled <laughs> like they did in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you expect the Chiefs bounce back against the Dolphins in Germany? I don't know. Trevor bringing out a good point here that uh, Chiefs not Travel flying itineraries. until Wednesday or Thursday. Dolphins flying out today. I think that's going to be a, a a big thing. But I don't know. It's still Andy Reid, who is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, it's still Patrick Mahomes, who, despite looking like a fool, uh, is still one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. I think they bounce back and they, they take this game against Miami. I do too. The Dolphins haven't beat a winning team since last September. So yeah, that still is the case. So until they do it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fade that trend. So, uh, all right, let's go over to, unfortunately, Sunday night football, J Mark chargers get it done. 30 to 13 agent. Bajent is not invincible to, uh, this time around. I don't know. What was your takeaway? I know, I know your heart was hoping that they would win, but you were very honest with the, with the viewers that, and I think we've done a really good job of that, by the way, J Mark, this year, yeah. where we've complete I, I think if we go back and actually look at our records with our actual teams, I think we may have a combined five, maybe six losses with the whole year through eight games. Um, definitely hitting over 75% on our actual teams. Yeah. Uh put putting aside your Bears pride, and you, you admitted this was a bad spot. 
Yeah, it was preseason. I loved that, uh, loved the spot. I thought they'd be able to go there, but then with the Fields injury, Bajant and everything, um, I, I just couldn't so lay, lay any points. I couldn't believe in them. I knew that this was that classic spot where a guy comes in and gets a start and he does great. And then the second week, the whole team looks flat. It was a bounce back spot for the Chargers, too. I mean, Eckler finally looked game. like, yeah, they did. Eckler finally looked like Eckler. That defense played really well. Um, I know it was just against the Bears, but they, they needed it. They needed a big win like this because this is a very talented team. They've spent a lot of money to put a lot of big name players, you know, when you think of Bosa and Mack and Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. I mean, when you think all the talent on that team, they need to be winning. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't I didn't have hope for this game. I wanted him to to the Bears to come out and look good, but I just didn't have much hope for it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember asking you. I was like, it kind of feels like a bad spot. Do, do you agree? And you're like, yeah, but I'm gonna hope I'm wrong. And I go, that's fair. I mean, I, I do that <laughs> yeah. all the time. So yeah, I mean, the Bears. I mean, the, the Chargers needed this game like like blood. I, they could not fall to two and five with the loss of the Bears at home. Um, from here, the L.A. Chargers. I mean, what did the Chargers do? This is a perfect team. Like, what did they do at the deadline? Are they buyers? Are they sellers? Um, I feel like that you got to buy with Herbert, right? Yeah, if um, the Mike Williams injury killed him. And I know Josh Palmer has looked all right. Quentin Johnston has looked okay. They're starting to ramp him up more. But if they could uh, get just another stud receiver or decent enough receiver – I think that could maybe fix their issues on offense and they could start uh, winning these games like this over and over. I agree. And, and from here, they, they got the Jets. That 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 is a big-time Monday night game. So they're laying three. Uh, the old saying, it's hard. it's been hard to take these teams laying three on the road this year. They, that has not been a profitable system. So, um, And then the Bears, they go on the road. Uh, what, when is Fields going to be back, you think, that Carolina Thursday night game? That's my thoughts. Um, the, you know, they said he is improving. They've still said that surgery is not going to be a thing. So I, I I do think he'll he'll bounce, bounce back at that point. I don't think he'll be back next week. But, yeah, Panthers, look out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's two more primetime games for the Bears. <laughs> You don't love that? Come on. No, no. I, I, I like having the Bears and Redskins at the one o'clock slate for us so we can pick the game and make fun of our team. I don't want to watch them in a standalone. I want to put them on the side TV and yell at the screen and be like, God, you guys suck ass still. Um, but yeah, all right. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Bears. I, I know you'll be room for them in that Panthers game because you want that number one pick and you can get a Bears win in the same game. So there you go. All righty, uh, let's do our favorite part. Let's look ahead. We just recap week eight. Week eight concludes tonight with the Raiders uh, and the Lions. Go Raiders, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the Lions win this one, but go Raiders. Um, yeah. And just and just looking back to our Wednesday, I was six and two and one. You were five and three and one, and our special guest RD was five and three and one. Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. Yeah. You owe me some money, Ron Rivera. Um, should have won that damn game outright. <laughs> Not that I'm still bitter. Um, and so, yeah, let, so it concludes tonight, week nine. Uh, we will preview that and we will have a special episode for you guys post trade deadline. So make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. But first, let's look ahead to week 10. 
Let's look ahead to week number 10 via Odds Trader. Let you lead it off, man. Is there a line you want to jump on? Maybe that Thursday yep. night game. That's exactly where I'm going. Bingo. Um, by the way, a lot of questions on when these hit from people listening. Tuesday morning, I saw them hit right right away on Tuesday morning. Um, DraftKings was a little slower to put them up there, but just keep watching. But Tuesday morning, the the two-week-ahead look-ahead was there. But, yeah, I'm taking the Bears. They're currently sitting at minus two. I think Fields is back. I think the Panthers are a shit organization, even though they're just coming off that win, I know. Um, I think they have bad coaching. I don't think Bryce Young is the guy, and it feels like uh, we play different in Chicago. So even if it is Tyson Bajant, I think he looked so much better in front of that home crowd. Um, just a tough spot this yesterday with the going on the road, his first road start and everything. So even if it is him, I think he's he's back and feeling like he did that first week. And so, yeah, Bears minus two. I don't know if you're going to get a ton of value on this because I don't three, I don't think right? what's that? I said it should go to three, don't you think? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. It's going to be a field goal game. Um, I I don't see them pushing the Bears higher than a three-point favorite, but uh, I still like it at two. I th still think you're going to get a little bit of value there. I like that one too. Uh, I'll go to another team that I continue to bet on. I'll go to uh, I'll go to London or Germany. I don't know which one where this one's actually being played. I'm going to take the Patriots uh, minus two and a half against the Colts. We know the stats of Belichick beating up on those backup quarterbacks and young quarterbacks under a field goal. I think this thing closes over over a field goal or right at a field goal. So I'll grab it and trust Belichick that he can get it done over across the pond against Minshew. Although Minshew yeah. kind of seems like he'd be a good overseas quarterback. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Man, a mystery. Um, yeah, I like that pick. I had that written down too, so we definitely like that. Um, I'll go with the Saints. Still catching three right now against Minnesota. Yeah. Who's going to be quarterbacking for Minnesota? I don't think that – I mean, that's going to – you're going to see the Saints flip to a three-point favorite at least. Um, and then depending on how week nine looks, if Minnesota lays a goose egg with whoever's quarterbacking them, I think you're going to see – you could see the Saints get up to six, seven. So we just talked about how the Saints are a good team. So I would take the Saints right now as soon as that line hits grab the saints against the uh, Vikings. Cause that's going to end up being a bigger spread. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm actually going to kind of break a rule here and, and go at NFC East game. I'm going to take the cowgirls minus five and a half against the giants. We mentioned it. They beat up on these shit teams in, in Dallas. Yeah. So uh, front runner, uh, they'll, they'll get up and they'll roll the giants minus five and a half. I got to think that thing will be above North of a uh, touchdown, especially although Dan Jones will be back. Uh, but I don't care. Give me the Cowboys. <laughs> they might be worse with Dan Jones. I don't know. Hey, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, for my last one, I'm going to take Buffalo. They're laying six against Denver. Um, I know Denver just had this really impressive game, and Buffalo has not looked that good. This is going to be after Buffalo loses to the Bengals. That's right. I already called that they're losing to the Bengals. So it's going to be a huge bounce-back spot. And uh, – yeah, I think – I don't know what this line is going to get up to, but I also think that the Broncos are going to regress after that giant win against the Chiefs. That was a big one for them. That was their Super Bowl this year. So, yes. I, you know, I could see this one getting north of seven for the Bills. 
I agree. And for my final one, man, there's a lot of freaking teams laying three on the road that are average ass teams like the Falcons. No, I'm not taking that. Give me, <laughs> give me the Bucks. I guess at a one point dog at home against the Titans. I'm not uh, wrong team favored. The, the the Bucks should be favored at home. I, I I'm not trusting this Will Levis saying uh, beyond this last week. So we've seen the splits with Tennessee road versus home. I'll take the Bucks plus one. I think. I think they'll probably be a two and a half point favorite. Yeah, agreed. So, how did we do last week? I knew you were going to ask, and my thing keeps crashing, so I don't have it. <laughs> I know we're, we're on the right side, so yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll go back and listen. You guys can go we, check out that episode. We won. I'll say that we won. Yes, we always <laughs> win on this show. So uh, that'll do it for another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast. It is Monday. Jay Marks to tell everybody what we got on the old-fashioned football this evening. Yeah, it's Monday, so it's whiskey and waivers. Come check out at Old Fashioned FB for that. And uh, Thursday, we're doing start sits. Yes, we are, baby. Get over there and check out the Old Fashioned Football. One week till college basketball, so get over there. We're doing conference previews leading up to the opener next November 6th. Also, college football experience. Go get in on the action on Saturdays. Like I said, we'll be back two more times this week on the NFL Gambling Podcast. J. Mark and I. Uh, Scott and Terrell will have the Thursday night game in the afternoon. Uh, Moonoff and Lante will have the, the pregame show and the Monday night. So make sure you're subscribed. And uh, anything last words, Jay Mark, before we get up on out of here? Go Bears. Let's beat the Saints. <laughs> Hell the skins. Hope they sell. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. And don't forget to let it ride. <laughs>